Hi there, it's Liana. But this is not the actual episode yet. I recorded the episode earlier this morning. And I changed the topic of the episode because of a letter I received this morning, a court judgment in my son's case. And during the episode, I, 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 I told you that I didn't feel nothing. And it was true. But then a couple hours later during lunch, I was reading an article about uh, an entrepreneur who donated a large amount of money to the children's hospital to the, for the research, for the cancer research. And he had lost his daughter a while ago to a cancer. And just reading this article uh, was a total emotional bomb. And, and of course, um, even without having received the court judgment this morning, I, I always feel emotional when I read about other parents having lost their children, but this was something. And I realized that this, this emotions bomb, this grief bomb was connected to the letter to the judgment I received in my son's case. And I just wanted to to, to show you that even even when you are eight years into the journey, you still never know when a grief bomb or emotion bomb is going to hit you. And that's okay. So welcome to the episode. I hope you love it. This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Liana. How are you? I came back last night from a week-long vacation with my family, uh, it was really nice to be away, uh, just enjoy some sun, get some worms. Um, spring has been so slow here in Latvia this year. But anyway, back to normal life, back to work, back to school. I was actually planning to talk about relationships this week, but as I was preparing to record my podcast, the postman rang my bell and delivered me a letter from a court. And this letter is about um, judgment in my son's um, court proceedings. And since I received this letter, I actually changed my mind and I decided to talk basically about what this letter brought up in me. So this podcast is going to be raw and vulnerable. I don't know how it's going to turn out. But this is a podcast about life after child loss. And also this is a great part of the life after dealing with all kinds of stuff that's coming up. Um, For example, in, in my case, dealing with legal proceedings. And I'm sure that um, many of the parents who also have lost their children in accidents, uh, whose children have been killed, Uh, whose children have uh, died due to doctor's negligence can relate to this because 
uh, many of you are also dealing with with court proceedings and stuff like that. Um, my son was killed in a park by vehicle, so there was a criminal investigation and a trial against the driver and the legal entity that owned the vehicle. So actually, two two separate processes. And as you can see, because you know that I, I, you know, from my previous episode that I lost my son eight years ago, this whole process has been dragging now for eight years as well. I won't go into too much details on these two cases, but basically one is against the driver who actually killed my son. And the other is against the legal entity because the uh, the, 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 vehicle, the vehicle was even not supposed, uh, wasn't supposed to be in the park at that time. And so all these eight years, we have been dragged through two legal processes. During these eight years, there have been a number of judgments and appeals. Uh, so the judgment I received today is the final judgment in the first case against the driver. And this judgment can't be appealed any further. And this is the last one in, in, in this case, as I understand. So I received, I, I, I opened the letter, I skimmed through it. I read the conclusion part and I felt nothing. Um, at least nothing I could easily describe. I, I wasn't angry. I wasn't relieved. I didn't feel like crying, um, only some painful sensations in my lower back, which is something worth exploring later on when I'm done with my podcast, when I have time to myself to process to process my emotions. Because I, I, I tend to feel anger, I tend to feel hopelessness and, um, and, and sadness in my lower back. So in the early days um shortly after the loss i i kind of hoped that um if the guilty driver would be sentenced i would feel better i would have a closure the justice would be served um not that i i thought that that my son's death wouldn't be for nothing but at least, I guess, some closure, some justice. Um, in the beginning of the court proceedings, we we had to participate. We had to come to hearings to tell our side of the story, which was particularly hard on my husband because he was there when it happened. I, I wasn't. So... The other party's um, lawyer, they, they, they actually tried very hard to pin the death of my son on my husband. Um, trying, they tried to prove that he was a bad, negligent parent and so on. They never succeeded, but the amount of the extra pain they caused is indescribable. Neither the driver or the owner of the legal entity they never said sorry to us. They never talked to me or my husband. I understand that probably 
their lawyer instructed them to do so, but it just seemed so inhumane. I thought at the time they, they if, if only they could have seeked us out privately and just apologized, I, I, I believed it, it would have made me feel better. But it never happened. Um, then I had a stench of anger when I thought if only the driver could be sentenced to real jail time and the legal entity, I still don't understand what 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 the sentence could be uh, against it, but I would feel better. And, and now that it has finally happened, uh, because the, the judgment I received today, it basically said that the driver is going to be sentenced to, to some, some real prison time. I felt nothing. I didn't feel better. I didn't feel worse. I didn't feel relieved. It's really nothing. So this got me wondering. I, I so wanted for the driver to be sentenced. And now that it has happened, I should feel something. I should feel that the justice has been served. Does it mean that I have given up on, on the justice or on my son or like, or, or I don't know, just too much time passed? So what's happening here? Actually, none of these things. Um, this whole thing happening is, this is such a perfect example of how not the facts of life make us feel in a certain way, but what we think about these facts. Not the facts make us feel, but our thoughts about them. And sometimes we change thoughts on purpose. And sometimes they just change unintentionally based on many different other thoughts and beliefs and things that are happening in between the original unintentional thought and the thought that we are having now. And as a coach, I always invite my clients to be aware of their thoughts. And, and, and I, I try to, 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 to do thought downloads and to, to actually learn what is going in my head. Because if you let them roam free, you never know what is going to happen, where they are going to take you. And since our thoughts are so important, because they literally create everything in our lives, wouldn't we want to be in control? And, I, and, and also, I, I, I believe that we can't change all our thoughts intentionally because there is so much going on in our heads and we can't keep track of everything. In my case, it's probably a mixture of both. I've done work on accepting the death of my dear David. And some thoughts have also changed without my partaking in it, I'm sure, because we can't keep track of everything that goes on in our heads. Some say we have uh, around 60,000 uh, thoughts per day, but some days I think it's probably even more than that. Throughout these years, I've, I've learned that feeling better about my life, about my life after I lost my Davids, is, is, is not dependent on some court judgment or on someone's apology or on something else. Um, it's a decision. It's, it's a very scary decision. I, I took some time ago at some point during my journey. 
And it's probably one of the bravest things I've I've done because it took uh, me a lot of courage to decide that I, I'm not going to give up on my life despite having lost my, 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 my dearest, my, my, my beloved son. And I had some help with this decision by my coach at the time, and I can help you too because, because it can be really scary to decide to feel better when your child is lost, when your court proceedings drag, when you don't know who you are without your child, and you don't know what your life will be from now on. But we are strong. I believe, I truly believe that parents who have lost their children are the strongest. So we can do it. That's all for this week. I'll be thinking of you, all the parents out there. Be brave. Be safe. Until next week. Bye. The two most important things that helped me to move through the grief and rebuild my life after I lost my son was community and coaching. And I now offer both of those to you, my listeners, for free. Just search Life After a Child Loss on Facebook and join my group. I do weekly live Q&As and share all my best tips and secrets right in there. Plus, there are bonuses from the podcast I post inside the group from time to time. I'll see you inside.